When it comes to work, communication is key. Even if you don't have a writing job, sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive-aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative-leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, you can build stronger relationships at work, be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. Grammarly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grammarly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grammarly. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at grammarly.com slash podcast. Hi guys, I'm Deputy Editor Britt Smith and welcome to One on One, a podcast where we feature open, dynamic conversations with your favorite men's journal personalities. Contributor Charles Thorpe recently interviewed Henry Cavill, who's no stranger to feeling the pressure from fans to look right for a role. He's carried the weight of the DC Universe on his shoulders as the Man of Steel since 2011, but we spoke to Cavill about playing Geralt of Rivia, a fantastical monster hunter in the wildly popular Netflix series The Witcher, based on the book and video game franchise of the same name. Cavill got candid about his training evolution, putting on the Witcher costume and his love of video games. Great to chat with you. Uh, wish it was in person. Wish you were making the rounds as you usually do, but uh, I'll take this. You look very comfortable. I'm comfortable. I have my coffee. So I hope you're feeling good. I'd love to just sort of get into the beginning and uh, your own personal journey with training and working out and when you started to decide that you wanted to find that next level of potential training or your mindset? Good question. (laughs) The very beginning, I would say, was uh, in school, playing rugby and, and enjoying that. I wasn't as athletic then as I am now, whether it be a late developer or just how I was physically at the time. I'm not too sure. I know my brothers at the same time were very physical, um, the same age rather, were very physical and and they were in all the first teams and everything and, and, and doing extremely well in sports. Uh, my, I suppose, as I say, my athleticism came later in life and it started to really develop when, probably when I got Immortals was the first role and that's when I started training particularly hard with a gentleman called Roger Yuan. And he trained me remarkably uh, well. We were doing a martial arts and it was obviously had to be very, very lean for that. And I think that was my first taste of of being fit enough to perform at, at a reasonably high level. And of course, the career then continues and I went through peaks and troughs of being in shape. I know the job immediately after Immortals required me to be out of shape. Uh, it was something the director requested for the character to to seem realistic. And so I, um, with gusto, ate um, everything I could get my hands on and indeed fall out of shape. Uh, as my career has gone on, I mean, it's, it's spanned now 21 years uh it's i i've had a, a few roles here and there which have required me to be in in good shape and the first major step into my life of actually enjoying it and actually pushing harder and, and trying to get to that next level was with mark twite on man of steel 
And Man of Steel was uh, a, a grueling process. That was the first time I'd actually uh, changed size, I think. With, um, with Roger, it was very much about there was a, a, a change in, in, in muscle shape. And I was definitely a lot leaner. But for Man of Steel, it was required to put on mass. And, and that required a different kind of training and uh, really built a good engine there as well. And that continued on through uh, Batman v Superman and, and Justice League with, with Mark Twight and then Michael Blevins as well. And then I started my training relationship with Dave Rienzi. And Dave uh, had a, a, a very useful focus on the body aesthetic for me. And that was the reason why it was useful was because with how long the work days are um, on set and how difficult things are to be doing a uh, difficult to say the wrong kind of workout before, but anything which was too exhaustive um, or anything which which sort of burned you burned you out, especially over a long period of time, became very, very taxing to do before a work day. And it was also getting a bit old at that stage. I'd done it for three movies and, and quite a few years at that stage. And it wasn't like sort of, come on, just get up and do it because because you will. It was uh, the idea of, is there not an easier way? Or is there not a more efficient way rather? And uh, Dave's training uh, helped me with that a lot. And throughout that training process, I've actually discovered, and ironically enough, really discovered recently uh, how I want to increase my performance level as well as having an aesthetic look. Obviously, with my, my sword training for Witcher, uh, there was a required athleticism, and that was all part of Dave's training for me as well. Uh, what we did in the gym uh, or what he programmed for me in the gym actually did help correlate to explosive power when it came to uh, certain fight scenes. Uh, but Ironically, recently, uh, after my hamstring tear uh, in on uh, Witcher Season 2, I worked with a physio or physical therapist uh, called Freddie Murray and to heal my hamstring because uh, I, I tore it sprinting and was required to go back to work and do another sprinting scene once it was healed. Uh, we did a lot of sprint work. And in the past, I dabbled in some sprint work. I actually found that I really, really enjoyed it. And so I would say over the past couple of years, really, I've, I've got to that point where I want to take it to the next level. It's more than just a, a job thing, making sure I'm in shape for a job. It's actually a thing where I, I want to be in shape in one way, shape or form uh, all the time. And, and not to have those peaks and troughs anymore. And that is easier said than done because one tends to work incredibly hard towards a shirtless scene or incredibly hard on a shoot. And then as soon as you're given some free time for yourself, uh, you want to sort of take a break and take your foot off the gas and just give yourself that mental space to start breathing again. And I'm finding that that balance where, uh, as I say, I found this enjoyment with interval sprints. And so it's something which I can actually work towards increasing my performance, which not only will uh, work aesthetically for me and work as keeping me in shape, but will actually make 
working on set easier for me because I will be fitter. And it's suddenly a 16 hour day, which was exhausting anyway, is just a little bit less exhausting because my body is that much more efficient. And doing gym workouts, which focus on hypertrophy is, is fantastic for the aesthetic and you do cardio and everything to burn all the fat, but it can be very, very difficult Fortunately, uh, doing sprints is it does create a wonderful hormonal hormonal response as well, which can make muscles look absolutely fantastic, which is always good for film and TV. You worked with a few people. What would you say was the most arduous training you ever had to do for a project in particular? I don't think there's any one which was worse than another. They they're all uh, pretty grueling in different ways. Uh, I know there's been some rowing machine sessions with Twitey and Blevins, which were absolutely brutal and some squat sessions as well. And, uh, at the same time, some of the cutting weight sessions with Dave and still having to maintain that certain roundness to the muscles is also brutal as well, especially when it comes to, uh, dehydrating, uh, before shirtless scenes, it is, uh, they're all difficult in their own ways. And, uh, I would say, the hard work bit is is always repeatable. There's something about feeling like you're dying of thirst that every time you come around to it again, you're like, oh, no, it's not so bad. And then you're a day into it and you think this is this is way worse than dieting or, or hard work. It's uh, it's when you can smell water and that's and people are saying, hey, do you want a glass of water or something? And I'm like, no, no, please. And they say, so what are you going to eat afterwards? It's like, I'm not going to eat anything. I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink water have a full bottle of very cold water. And so the, that is by memory or from memory, probably the worst experience, but they're all bad in, in their own ways. And, and ultimately when it comes to what you have to do and what I intend to do to create the entertainment, it's all repeatable. And it's just about making sure that the audience is happy and that you're doing justice to these characters that you represent. You do so well on all sides of the acting, but when it comes to the aesthetic, that's been a major part of a lot of characters you've played, in particular the costuming for Superman, for The Witcher, for even wearing a suit in Mission Impossible that looks like it's pretty tight to move in. What would you say was the most delicate balance you had to strike between the costuming and where your body was? How did you navigate that? I, it's it's an always it's always a difficult thing to do. Uh, I think uh, when it comes to costumes like the Superman suit or Witcher outfit uh, or, or the or the armor or whatever the case may be, there's a, a bit more in a, in a, of a leeway there. You can adjust things. I mean, it's a nightmare for a costumer, absolutely. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, uh, the cookie crumbles in all kinds of ways, and uh, it, it's it's not fun for me either. <laughs> but uh, it's one of those things where when you put a suit on. You, everyone knows what a suit should look like. And so that can be a little bit tricky, especially if you got fitted for a suit at the beginning of a shoot and then you've been training throughout the shoot for a shirtless scene or, or a, even a, a project which is following that project. And there may be a change in size. And so it's very difficult to, to try and find that line between making sure you still fit in your suit and also making sure you're doing the right thing for the next project or the present project. And uh, that just involves coordination and conversations. I'm sure there's a few instances, but is there one that you can share in which you had to navigate that? Um, I'm trying to think now. 
Uh, Man from Uncle was a tricky one because I was on Man from Uncle and I was training for Justice League or or Batman v Superman. I, I forget uh, where the year landed, but we were doing Mark White and I were doing a lot of squats, an awful lot of squatting, and so uh, the the leg size and the glute size was increasing, and um, and the suits were quite tailored. And so there was a little bit of frustration uh, with the costume designer and the tailors saying, look, we're, we're trying our best here, but he keeps on changing shape. And I'm saying, I, I'm trying my best also to do the thing, but I've got other things as well. And so it, it's, it, it, is, it is a very tricky one, but it is all part of the process. And uh, it's something that, as I say, just it requires coordination and conversation and uh, sometimes a whole lot of patience from the costume designer. You played in a lot of movies where you're, you know, rubbing shoulders with the guys who are all so passionate about training and fitness, probably to yep. a similar degree. Do you remember one instance where someone either gave you advice or made a suggestion in which you took with it and maybe ran with it, whether it was a, a Tom Cruise or one of the other guys from the DC universe that you were, you were mixing it up with? Uh, it's, it's, it's difficult. Uh, I don't think anyone's given any um, specific advice uh, as pertaining to training or anything. Uh, but <clears throat> I know Tom Cruise has set wonderful examples with uh, his, his level of work that he, he does and, and how hard he works towards each job. And it, that's something which I definitely, I watched and I took away with me. It's, uh, it's, it, it's enormously rewarding to work that hard. And uh, Tom sets the, the best example there. What was the most fantastic training situation on a set that you can remember, whether it was a built out gym or just something that you guys created to, to get a pump in, you know, mid a shoot. Mid shoot. I'm trying to remember. I think uh, probably justice league because it was, there's a bit of a community of people training there rather than just me training by myself. Essentially it was one of the stages completely blocked out as a gym and You'd have all the other actors there, whether it be uh, the other major characters or whether it be the Amazonians. And it was just the gym was always filled with other people working hard. And so it did. It, it created a nice, uh, a nice environment to train. In. It comes to prepping for the roles that you have in the horizon. This journey has been a learning experience and you're taking all this information to these new projects that you're working on. What projects are you excited to either bring a new physicality to or improve upon when it comes to the Witcher series? I'd love to hear about the preparation for season two, despite the unfortunate injury. Uh, well, the preparation for season two, I remember it being quite tight, actually. Uh, we had just come off a press tour, really, and then we were right back into getting things going again uh, for the, the following season. And so prep for that just involved getting as much conversations in with, uh, with the stunt coordinator and the fight coordinator and, and expressing ideas and sharing ideas. And they're either accepted or not accepted by, by the, the, the people in charge. And I think for physicality, for upcoming jobs, and everything there's i'm quite excited about really playing with that now i've started to find a groove with creating my own workspaces which can travel with me rather than hoping that we find something nearby or a gym we can access or a gym which will open up early enough for me to train and i'll be open late enough or a gym which is private enough whatever the case may be um, or has the right facilities and uh i've i've started to find a bit more of a groove now where i can i can sort of create my own portable facility 
where I will be able to train at whatever time I wish, uh, day or night, and really focus on 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 keeping uh, keeping a, a goal in mind. So whether it be something like uh, Anola Anola Homes Two, there's it's not quite the same necessity for a huge physical prep for that. Yes, uh, there will be uh, some kind of physical prep, but nothing quite to the level of, of Witcher or Superman, for example. But Witcher, uh, for the Witcher universe, it would be it'd be lovely to just tweak that physique a little bit. And I love the idea of, of bringing that character as close to the book representation as possible. And so as long as I have the facilities, uh, then, you know, I can just get my head down and have a target in place and uh, keep on pushing for it. So fingers crossed, I will bring an even more Geralt like Geralt come, come the next time around. Earlier, you were talking about making those breaks for yourself and, and realigning and, and taking pauses when necessary. I know you're pretty passionate about the gaming, and that's how you came into the Witcher world. I think we both played Delta Force early yes. days, which was I love that you were able to chase it and make it make it happen for yourself as far as something that you're passionate about. So when it comes to the gaming world and, and building your own pieces and all that, how do you make sure that you are getting that time, but also not being consumed by it. There's a balance element there that a lot of people sort of struggle with. For you personally, as someone who loves and is passionate, wants to finish the levels, just like myself, you know, what are you, what are you telling yourself or what are you telling yourself to make it okay for you to play World of Warcraft or The Witcher? I use it as a, uh, a way to relax, but I also use it as uh, a sort of inspirational headspace uh, because I mean you play games like The Witcher or Total War Warhammer 2 and the the worlds are so rich there and as even on Total War Warhammer 2 you have this enormous map which you can zoom in on you've got these battles and I find that creatively very inspiring for me and so uh, I, I as well as a, a place to relax and test myself in a different way I, I use it as as that creative space and it does make a big difference for me. It's um, where I'm, I'm, not, I'm not interacting with people. I'm, I'm, I'm not on camera. I, I'm, I'm not having to uh, dance to a certain level. I can just relax and do this thing and reload saves or, or just challenge myself, or whatever the case may be. And it's a bit of freedom in that creative space. So that's, that's what I tell myself. And there's a lot of time where I, I just don't have the time to play. And it, it builds up that level of anticipation where I can, I can look forward to it. And then if I get some time off, settle down for a, a couple of days, a week, a month, and just, just play and, and really get into it. What are you playing right now? Or what are you playing when you get a chance? Uh, right now, I am sticking to Total War Warhammer 2. That's really got me going. They've got some new DLC out and uh, I am, I'm loving it worked well for the witcher is there any part of you that's looking at other characters from video games that you love to to bring to life absolutely absolutely and i'm going to keep those under my hat for now just in case anyone uh, hears the idea and decides to steal it uh, i also love sometimes when i'm uh, struggling with a workout gamifying it a little bit do you ever use that mentality when it comes to your training you know trying to to game fitness or or game your martial arts uh, I mean, absolutely. It's um, because it's it's a discipline and it requires hard work. Yeah, you you it's it's always about for me. It's always about pushing to the next level and making sure that uh, next week I am stronger. Whether it be something as simple as squats, 
I'll be putting on another plate, however small, as long as it's going up ever so slightly, or if I'm absolutely exhausted, that at least I'm still doing the same workout as I was last week. But a backward step is, for me, it's, it's not easy to do, but if required, absolutely necessary. And now that I've, had, I've suffered an injury as serious as a, a hamstring tear, grade two hamstring tear, you have to be smart as well. And, um, but it's not necessarily the easiest thing for me to do, but I'm always trying to, to step to that next level on a weekly, monthly basis, whatever it is. Henry, such a pleasure to chat with you, man. Likewise. Congratulations on everything. Take care of yourself, man. Be safe. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of One on One. Don't forget to subscribe and check back in for more exclusive interviews. 